Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of 2 Chronicles. We're going to be looking at the last chapter of the book of 2 Chronicles. This is the 36th chapter. The title of the message is, Who is there among you? Who is there among you? Who? Ask yourself, am I to be counted among them? Who is there among you? The subtitle, I didn't actually have this, but I really felt as I, the Lord was revealing and unveiling the word in study and prayer. Subtitled, The Rocks Crying Out. Amen. While you're at 2 Chronicles, you don't have to go there, but look on the screen. Luke 19, verse 40. And he, Jesus, answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace... Jesus saying this, if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately, I must say immediately, cry out. If you don't know the back story, of course, this is Passover. This is Jesus entry into Jerusalem, not long before his crucifixion. In fact, just before the Last Supper, he comes on a donkey riding in and the people celebrating his entry to Jerusalem take palm leaves and we all seen the imagery around Easter holiday season right for Palm Sunday well they're laying the palm they're waving it they're laying it at his feet he's riding on a donkey coming in and they're worshiping him they're giving him thanks and praise Jesus has come to the city hallelujah yes Jesus is here thanksgiving and praise church that's what we do I'll have you know, I love every Sunday should be Palm Sunday. When we come together, and praise God, they should have some, some palms thrown on Mondays and Tuesdays at your house, amen? But when we come together, and Mercedes, when we come together, we should be thanking the Lord that He has entered into our presence triumphantly. But if you hold your peace, church, if you don't praise Him, church, the ground, the dirt, the rocks will praise him. So who is among you that will praise the name of the Lord? Who among you will believe the word of the Lord? Who among you, church, will act upon the word of God? Amen. Mm. I tell you what, church, I want to be counted among them. I want to be one who believes, not a name only. I want to be one who acts on the word of God. So 2 Chronicles 36, Babylon, which had Israelites in captivity, giving you guys a quick, brief historical background. The Israelites had fallen into Babylonian captivity due to what? Can anybody tell me? Sin. Say that one word loud. Sin. One more time. Sin. sin, willful sin in their life, had called them to become bound to the Babylonian Empire. 
And that's where you'll find the story of Daniel in the lion's den. That's where you'll find that even revival broke out because Daniel was obedient to still pray. He was counted among them, church. He was counted among the people who faithfully lived for God, even in bondage. You'll find also that the three Hebrew boys, the story of the, uh, the, them thrown to the fire. The fourth man in the fire, that was Jesus. But what was interesting to note as we fast forward through that point in time in Israelites' history of bondage, that the Persian Empire came and crushed the Babylonians. And this is where we pick up in verse 11. It says, Zedekiah was one and 20 years old when he began to reign and reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. And he did that what was evil in the sight of the Lord. And humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet, speaking in his mouth. And he also rebelled against the king Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear by God. But he stiffened his neck. Church, he rebelled. And hardened his heart from turning into the Lord God of Israel. He did not choose to be counted among them. Moreover, verse 14, all the chief of the priests and all the people transgressed very much after the abominations of the heathen and polluted the house of the Lord, which he hath in Jerusalem. Verse 15, hallelujah. And the Lord God of their fathers sent them by his messengers rising up of the betimes and sending because he had compassion on the people and on his dwelling place. But they mocked the messengers. They mocked the messengers of God, despising the words and misused the prophets misused the prophets mm. until the wrath of the Lord arose against the people till there was no remedy. You see, church, that is, that, that's going back to what Pastor said. And look, this might sound con condemning. It's not. This might sound like we're just being mean-spirited, but it's not. The theological truth of the Holy Word of God does not entitle you to have salvation irrespective of your choice. That once we choose God, yes, he is faithful to complete that which he began. But it's still up to you not to get a divorce. He is my husband. We are the bride, church. But the Israelites continually refused to stay faithful to a faithful God. Amen. We got to be faithful to God. You see, it's, it's, it's so amazing because as a preacher, pastor, it's so enticing to stick from Matthew to Revelation. You know where I'm going? Because if you go from Malachi to Genesis, there's a whole lot of bad news, Brother Jacob. Why is that? Because prophet after prophet after prophet after musician accounted a people who got it right and then got it wrong. Who got it right and then got it wrong. It exposes the depravity of a people who don't choose to remain faithful to God. And what happened, church? Not only did they fall into Babylonian captivity, Persian captivity, and every captivity you can think of to the sun, hear me, but they got to a point, and let's be real, do we believe God's word? How many of y'all believe God's word? Of these hands, how many do y'all believe all of God's word? How many of y'all know it's not a box of check mix? You can't just pick out what you like and discard what you don't. So let's go to the nitty gritty. Old Testament, let's go deep. Not only was it captivity, y'all, but there was a time, my brother, that God was ready to wipe them out. Do we want the truth or do you want religion? Uh, we can give you a preacher a sugar coat of the sermon. And we can have a little 
boucherie after. We can have potlucks. We can have every kind of lucky charms. We can do whatever, whatever y'all want. But with that pastor, your, your daddy didn't find a church that wanted to be religious. We didn't want to just have a fellowship. There's nothing wrong with that. But Heart of Worship Church has dedicated this monument, this ground that was broken in 1966, that it would be the truth of the Word of God, that it would be all of the Word of God, and that it would not be done in arrogance, but it would be done in humility and compassion. And this is why our heart breaks to tell you the truth. It's not an enticing reality to realize that you can walk away from God. He doesn't want you to. But here we are in 2 Chronicles. The people refused to serve God. The king refused to listen to the prophets, misused them. It said, amen, my wife, misused the prophets. But they mocked the messengers of God. And despised his words and misused the prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against the people till there was no remedy. If y'all were here at Sunday school, Even in the book of Colossians, the end of the third chapter, it tells us that whether we do good or bad, that God will recompense a reward based on our actions. Choose ye this day, church. He has predestined everyone in this room to salvation. The Bible declares he loved the some of the world, all of the world, every nationality, male or female, rich or poor, black or white, 100%. We are all predestined for salvation. Whomsoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. So back to that. Verse 17, it continues. Therefore brought them the king of the Chaldeans who slew their young men with the sword, the house and the sanctuary, and had no compassion upon the young man or maiden or old man or stopped. So there was the consequence. People came in and invaded And all the vessels of the house of God, great and small, and the treasures of the house of the Lord, and the treasures of the king, and the princes, and all these he brought to Babylon. This, honestly, guys, if y'all don't know, this chapter is quickly a summarization of hundreds of years combined in this both Babylonian to Persian captivity. So they're summarizing this. And this is what's interesting, is that goes back to answer the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, that's a simple answer. There are no good people. Back to if you believe the word of God, Sister Mercedes. What does the Bible say? There are none righteous, no, not. Not a person other than Jesus was good. If you compare anyone in this room to the Manson family, I'd say y'all are holier. Y'all got angels' wings. Y'all got the halo and everything. You see, it's nice to compare to the Manson family. But when you compare yourself to God, you realize, oh, how what the psalmist said, what a depraved person that I am in a paraphrase. Paul said that I am poor, miserable, blind, and naked. So having said that, the reason why things are happening from the beginning, God gave us utopia. When Listen, church, this is what I'm saying. When we allow sin to enter into our lives, death comes as a result. You see, I remind people that are, uh, that are uh, in, in opposition to God, His Word, and faith, and Jesus, and the cross, and why this, why that. Well, here's the deal. Man... Let the rabid dog in the house. And now you're blaming God that we have rabies when he told you to keep the door shut. I'm sorry. The fault lies on us, church. In fact, Jesus said, oh, be of good cheer. I have prepared a place for you. His goal is not destruction. His goal is utopia. The Garden of Eden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not an opportunity to disobey, but quite the contrary. He gave it to us as an opportunity to obey him. 
yet we chose to disobey. Who shall be counted among them? Come on, church. This is the word of the Lord. 19 says, And they burnt the house of God, break it down the wall. Jerusalem burnt all of the places with fire and destroyed all the godly vessels. Now these are the Babylonians. And them had escaped from the sword and carried away to Babylon where they were servants to him and the sons until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. Okay, Pastor, this is, we're going deep. Persia. This is not Jews. This is not the chosen ones of Israel. But check this out. Until the kingdom of Persia. To fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbath for as long as the day desolate. She kept the Sabbath to fulfill three score to ten. Now in the first year of Cyrus, check this out. The Persians came in and overtook the Babylonians that the Babylonians first overtook the Jews. Are y'all following church? Amen. Come on, y'all, pay attention. Now, in the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, that the word of the Lord was spoken by the mouth of Jeremiah that he might, that might be accomplished. Y'all, look at this. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus. Mm. Church, this ain't Acts chapter 2. This is exciting, Acts chapter 2. The Lord had come in that, that fire. The Holy Spirit came down and indwelled mankind that Jesus said, this was so you'll be witnesses. There was a stirring. Even Paul the Apostle says, stir up the gift of God within you. We ain't even near that book of Acts. We're in Chronicles. And better, he ain't even Jewish. He's Persian. But the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia. Come on, next one. Whew, this is good. That he made a proclamation. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all of his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith King Cyrus, king of Persia, all of the kingdoms of the earth hath the Lord God of heaven given me and hath in charge, hath charged me to build him a, a house in Jerusalem, which is in Judah. And here we go, church. This was what God had popped off the page as I'm, as God literally, this was a random open. I saw this and I was like, Lord Jesus, he did boom off the pages. Look at what he says. Who is there among you in all of his people? It took a heathen king from Persia who had no knowledge of God that was willing to listen when God said, I'm stirring you up, brother. I'm stirring you up. And then he tells the people of Israel who are among you of his people saying, I'm not even counted. I'm talking to you, the Jews who are God's people who among you will do it. Who among you, of all of his people, the Lord God be with him, let him go up. Amen. You see, church, y'all ain't even there. Let me tell you something. The rocks are crying out in Second Chronicles. That's what God revealed to me. He's Persian, church. Y'all got to understand something. This was before Peter had his vision with a sheet that says, we're bringing the gospel to these Gentiles, pastor. This is way before hundreds of years. Persian king felt the power of God in his spirit and said, who among you of his people will go up and build the house of God? Amen. Man. They had revival and their guest speaker was a Persian man. Y'all see what I'm saying? 
Y'all see what Jesus said. If you hold your peace, church, I'll make the kings of Persia praise me. If you hold your peace, I'll make these politicians in Washington acknowledge me. If you hold your peace, I'll make all the rocks cry out. But look, I don't want to be outpraised by a rock, sister Liz. I want to be among them that says, God, you are worthy. And God, I trust you. Come on, church. Praise him. I hear rocks more than y'all. Praise him. Man. Whoo, amen. And then what's interesting, <laughs> you can go Ezra chapter 1, the very next page, if not on the same page, it continues the story. Some of y'all know it. You got Ezra, who went back and forth bringing the people that said, I want to be among them. I want to be among I want to build the house of God. See, I put in my notes right at the title, building the house of God on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how many of y'all know if y'all want his kingdom on earth, it, we need some Nehemiahs to build some walls. We need some Ezra's to bring in the people. We need some people of God that are willing to outpraise a Persian king and say, I will be counted among them. And that's the call of God. You want to build the house of God? It ain't in brick and mortar. It's at Walmart. <laughs> it's at Maddie's Mission in Simsport. Building the kingdom of God. You see, the house of God is destroyed, metaphorically speaking. And I ain't talking about the church building. I'm talking about the body of Christ. I'm talking about a land in which we live where deception runs so rampant that everybody's falling for every wind of doctrine. And as the word also declares, doctrines of demons. Let him go up and build. The commission God stirred up this Persian king specifically to rebuild God's temple. Persian king. Y'all got to get excited about this. Very good. Amen. You see, God stirred up somebody in the Old Testament, his spirit, and not only stirred, he didn't have to say anything. He was moved by the spirit of God in the Old Testament that he declared among all of his captives. Remember, he's now in charge. And he tells all these people and admits, who, among, who is there among you, look at this, of all his people? He's telling them, y'all God's people. Y'all should know it. Now who's going to want to go build it? Heart of Worship Church, are you God's people? Yeah. Then it's time to build this kingdom. Then it's time to fall on our knees and pray more. It's time to get to a point where your rocks are not screaming louder than you. It's time to outpraise the rocks. Amen. Come on, church. Amen. And you can read for your own time. Ezra chapter 1 on down. And continuing that story, it actually connects where the commission was given by those that... Now check this out, and, and I have on my notes, for those who desired. In other words, it was not a command that if you were Jew, as you're looking up and that king of Persia's getting his praise on, you're like, what is happening? It wasn't a command that everyone had to go. Sure. You see, church, you can stay in Persia if you want to. You see, uh-uh. <laughs> this crazy Jesus animated love of God is going to say, I want to be among them. It's time to go. It's time to get your wagon ready. It's time to get the donkey loaded up, and we're going to build the kingdom of God. You see, God raised up a heathen king to preach a sermon to people who were stiff-necked and rebellious and willfully chose against God. 
the rock stirred a rock, and that rock cried out. Mm, amen. So in my notes, Babylon fell to Cyrus in 539 B.C. Shortly thereafter, Cyrus decreed throughout of his empire that if any captive Jew in Babylonia that desired, you might be a church member, you might sit on the front pew, you might be in the group, but the question is, do you desire to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple and build the kingdom of God? Babylonian captivity, then uh, Persian captivity, where God stirred him up and he said, those that would desire to return to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple, who is among you desires God that will praise, outpraise a Persian king and that will go and build the kingdom of God? Cyrus even allowed the vessels of gold, look at this, Cyrus even allowed the vessels of gold and silver that were stolen by Nebuchadnezzar's troops to be returned to the Jewish people. This is where it's going to go. Y'all ready to go to the next layer? Moving on to the next part. Cyrus gave them back the gold that was taken from them out of the rebellion of the Israelites. They chose to ignore God. Not only were they stripped of their freedom in chains, but they were stripped of their blessing. This ain't no prosperity message, so don't even get me started on gold and silver. When I say blessing, this is a metaphor. But understand in a literal sense, they lost their gold and their silver provision. But it gets even better because here's where Isaiah, the 30th chapter, go with me. This is the last passage. Go to Isaiah chapter 30. Now take in, keep in mind that this is fast forwarding in time. This is Isaiah the prophet, 30th chapter. Isaiah is now prophesying to the children of Israel. And guess what, church? We're back to the same people who got it right, then got it wrong, who got it right, then got it wrong. Y'all look at what's about to happen. Y'all keep in mind that when God stirred up that Persian king, not only did the Persian king Cyrus allow their freedom to exude, they could go home if they wanted to. And guess what? I'm giving your money back. Now, with that in mind, let's read this one. Seven verses. Only seven. Verses 1, chapter 30, Isaiah. Woe to the rebellious children, saith the Lord, that take counsel, but not of me. You see, before I begin even further, I want you all to understand what ha what's happening here. God has given me a word that firstly exhorts the people, God's people, to a desire and choose, I want to be counted among them. But let me tell you something, church, for this altar call this morning. Taking that stand that says, you know, I'm ready. I want to be counted among them. I'm choosing them. Taking that stand, listen, is going to be very difficult. Taking the stand for God in this life is not going to be a walk in the park, Brother Calvin. It won't be. The question now is what do you do when it gets really hard? What will you do? Now we're talking about provision. In other words, weapons for the fight that you choose to say, I'm in. Now that you're in this battle, provision is part two. 
Woe to the rebellious children of Israel, saith the Lord, that take counsel not of me, but that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin unto sin. Everybody go. Yeah, some of us can't whistle. That's okay. That was a good try. <laughs> that add sin unto sin. They walk down, look, down into Egypt and have not asked at my mouth. Y'all listen. This is, this is actually what's happening. The Jews, they have walked down into Egypt and have not asked my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh. Some may trust in horses. Some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of our God. Some of y'all may know it, and I don't know, it's an old one. But this is what's happening, y'all. <laughs> I'm going to summarize. Let me just read it, and then I'll go back and summarize. In the strength of Pharaoh, and trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore, verse 3, shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. And for his princes were at Zoan, and his ambassadors came to Hanes. They were all ashamed of a people that could not profit them, nor could help, nor profit, but a shame and also a reproach. The burden of the beasts of the south, look at verse 6, in the land of trouble and anguish from whence come the young and old lion, the viper and the very flying serpent, they will carry their riches upon their shoulders of the young asses in their treasures upon the bunches of camels to a people. Look at this. The treasures carrying from donkeys from the riches and over their shoulders upon the bunches of camels to a people that should not profit them. That's talking about the Egyptians. Now check this out. Lastly, verse seven. For the Egyptians shall help in vain. And to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this. Their strength is to sit still. Some of y'all might be a little lost on what we just read. Y'all heard Egyptians. Y'all heard treasures. But let me help understand. Break, break it down. Those seven verses in the King James. Israel was come up against an army. They were afraid. They didn't know what to do. They immediately reacted. They actually said, Let's go to Egypt. They got the best chariots. They got the fastest chariots. They got the fast horsemen. They got the sharpest spears. They got the best of the best. These Egyptians know how to fight. If we can just pay them off and bribe them, they can fight on our side and we'll win. Some may trust in horses. Some may trust in chariots. But we will trust in the name of our God. You see, they didn't trust in the name of their God. In fact, he opened in verse 1 saying, this will be to your shame. And, all, and, Latin, and ended that passage saying that they will help but in vain. In other words, church, they gave up their blessing that, that was restored in 2 Chronicles. Y'all see what's happening? To give it back to a people and not trust God. You see, it wasn't the Egyptians that invaded Babylon. And it wasn't Pharaoh that whispered to Cyrus and say, hey, Cyrus, look, those, those Jews are cool. You need to let them go. No, the Bible says, Pastor, that the spirit of the Lord stirred up his spirit and got him fired up and says, you let, let my people go. In other words, church, he didn't send to Moses this time. The spirit of God came to Cyrus and says, let them go. Let them build my temple. I have given you y'all. 
Cyrus even said this, that the Lord God has given me all of these kingdoms and what else can I do but obey him? Amen. In paraphrase, he admitted, Tatsi, he admitted that it was God that gave him everything. Amen. Cyrus, that's not Jewish, but y'all see what happened. He obeyed, first recognized God gave him everything, then obeyed and let them free. Take your gold. You see, what I thought was provision was actually a blessing. You see, the gold and the silver wasn't the provision. It was God. That's true. That's right. You see, God is the provision. Gold and silver was the blessing. And again, I ain't talking about literal for us. That was for them. Metaphorical is what he has given you into your hands. But they put their faith in the gold and the silver and not in the God who stirred up King Cyrus. Who among you will first choose him? And then who among you will now trust him? We ain't got to bribe no army. I need Jesus in my heart. I need Jesus in my household, church. I need Jesus in the pulpit. Will you stand for him? Will you choose him? And then lastly, will you trust him? They were willing to surrender their provisions for the arm of the flesh after God had restored their blessing. God is our help, not the Egyptians, church. God is our help, not a politician. God is our help. Even if your enemy comes against you, he will stir that enemy up to accomplish his will. He don't even have to send him Moses. He don't have to raise him up 40 years in there and then 40 years there and then come back and do this and 10 plagues and that. That was a plan and purpose of that time. But all he's got to do is go straight to the, to, to the king and say, I'm stirring you up. I'm making a revelation of myself. It is I, the Lord God, who has given you everything. You see, God can do anything, church, in the same attitude that we think, well, why doesn't he ABC? Well, maybe if we start trusting him for the ABC and not in your job, not in your, your uh, financial status or things. You see, sometimes, church, we have to enter into captivity in order for us to learn to trust him through everything. You see, and that's what God is also showing in this thing as well, is that until we learn to truly trust him, if you want to live for God and, and in his mercy, he will allow you to be taken captive physically and emotionally and in every aspect of the way that will allow you to cry out to him. Who is there among you? Stand for Jesus, and he will make a way, church. Stand for Jesus, and God will make a way. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.